0: Then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. All right, so I don't know about you, but it feels like I'm consistently, constantly trying to break a habit or create a new one. For instance, right now, the habit I need to break is spending too much time scrolling like all the apps um, in bed in the morning before my feet hit the floor it's just like a, oh let me just check this one oh let me check this one and then before you know it I've gotten to the end of Facebook Instagram my horoscope the weather I've checked all the things and I am embarrassed to admit how much time has gone by in that moment um, and that's a habit I need to break a habit I need to build is to more consistently condition my dogs. And I say consistently because I get on a good jag for a while, and I do the things, and I condition them, and then, I don't know, something happens, we get off pace, and then it falls apart again. And so I'm just not consistent about it. And um, And actually, we talked about that exact thing a few um, episodes ago. But what's interesting to me is just habits right is just like how important habits good habits are especially when it comes to our dogs because the key to habits of course if it's a habit it's repetitive right I mean just by nature you, you, if you're describing like what a habit is you'll you'll say something like oh I do this every morning or you know I have this habit of blah 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 and it's something usually that's repetitive and we know that the power of repetition especially in training our dogs is super important but You know, if you think about it, we have habits about all kinds of things. We have habits about like feeding them in the morning, training them, how we train them, or in my case, don't condition them. Um, But also how we compete. Like, I mean, I have so many things that I just do as habits. And habits are also really powerful and really helpful because the more that something is just easy or rote or habitual that means we don't have to think about it, which leaves a lot more space for the important stuff that we do have to think about, especially on competition weekends, right? So if we can free our brain up to do the the things that will change, the things that are more variable, that means that we have more space in our heads to really think through that stuff. So we want lots of habits. We want good habits. We want things in place that we don't really have to think about it. Okay. So, okay, great. So got it. Habits, repetition, all very important to us, very important to our dogs, very important to our competitive handler lives. But why are forming good ones or breaking bad ones so hard? Like, Like we want, if the desire is there, shouldn't this all be easier? Especially like if it's things we really want or will serve us, right? So what, basically what gives, I guess, is what I'm asking, right? So let's first talk about how habits, both good and bad, are actually formed. Because knowing that will help us then create new ones. Because the truth is, we can't really just stop doing something. We have to replace that habit. So my habit of scrolling through like everything, basically like every app on my phone in the morning, I have to replace that by with something else, with something that like gets me out of bed right away or changes my the time of my alarm. I have to replace it. I can't just not do it. What am I going to do? Just like lie there? (laughs) Like that's not helping me, right? So, okay, let's talk about habits then like how they're created so you've probably heard of Malcolm Gladwell he he did this book where he quoted very deeply this uh this concept of like the 10,000 hour study right and in this book he's got like all of these different stories about these people who spend 10,000 hours to become an expert at something right so they are devoted there's a lot of discipline there's some really great stories and about like how long it takes to become an expert And, um, it's a great book. I definitely recommend it, especially for those of us who are trying to be experts in our fields. But the good news is, is we don't actually have to be an expert in order to feel confident enough to walk into the ring and perform, right? We, I mean, I don't know that I have 10,000 hours in yet in this dog world. I don't, maybe I'm close, but I don't know. Um, and it's the same is true of habits. I feel like some of us think that like, oh, I need to be, quote, better at something before I begin this thing. And it's actually not true. Because thankfully, habits form in about three weeks, plus or minus, and which is about the same time it takes to do something without needing to be reminded, right? Whether it's a sticky note or something, and we're going to talk about some um, some little tricks and tips um, for reminding yourselves. But about three weeks is about what it takes. But it takes ninety days for a new habit to become truly ingrained. So in three weeks, you don't need a reminder, you don't need a sticky note. But in ninety days, it's really like an ingrained thing. So we need to use this little bit of science and data to become more powerful, more powerful around our habits and what we want to form and what we want to let go of right or what we want to replace and so um all right so you also know that the other thing i'll bring up is you know i'm always <laughs> nagging you to practice right and i'm like practice your visualization practice your ring habits get your rituals organized da, 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 da. and i'm always nagging you to practice because at a point We need discipline when the motivation isn't there right? And we need to practice because we need to form these habits. We need to form a habit around visualization. We need to form habits around training or, or whatever it is that you want to form. And we need to practice and we need to make it a priority because we need to build up the that three-week mark and then that 90-day mark in order for it truly to be ingrained, okay? So this is why, this is why we practice, this is why I nag, this is why it's important that you have discipline and some reminder set so that you can form habits that you want and need, knowing that they will serve your bigger goals, all right? And whether it's combating anxiety or, you know, having a goal of being conditioned or just maybe having a habit of like packing better food for you and your dogs at the trials, right? Whatever those are, you have to put some effort in, right? Right? Will give you some hack for shortcutting creating a new habit. All right. And I will absolutely give you some tips. But the point is, is we're our brains are lazy, we're seeking the paths of least resistance. We want to create this to be simple and some ways that's why habits are so sticky because we've created a neural pathway like i've created a neural pathway around lounging around in bed in the morning and scrolling all the things and so I kind of know how to do that and that's easy for me to do and so even though there's a part of me who's like this is bad get get your ass out of bed put your feet on the floor like on with the day like great you've got your horoscope you can move on Um, and so even though I know that it's actually easier or lazier for my brain to keep doing the thing I've been doing because that neural pathway exists. So what we want is to create new pathways, which the brain can do quite successfully, and then let the new habit, the better habit, become kind of the lazy thing in that we do it without thinking. So in that way, even working out every morning can become so almost like the lazy thing because it's, we're on autopilot. So the more things we can put on this positive autopilot the better because what that is autopilot is basically a neural pathway that has if you think about it like creating a groove in your brain right that is just so like deep and wide and embedded that you don't even know you do it, right? Brushing your teeth or, you know, doing your routine in a certain order or, you know, driving to a job that you've had for a long time. You're not even thinking about it, right? Though You're taking advantage of neural pathways. And in that sense, your brain is doing those things and you kind of will use the expression of like, oh, I just do that without thinking. It's kind of true because you're not necessarily conscious about it you don't have to think through every step you now have created this neural pathway that allows you to just do it with ease right because it's so embedded ingrained um, it's a habit all right it's a habit so what we want to do is take advantage of our desire our brain's desire to be lazy and give it a new um, a new thing to be lazy about Does it make sense? So we want to put that to our advantage, right? So another example of a neural pathway is like, if you ever like, think about a childhood memory where you smell, say, like gingerbread or like chocolate chip cookies baking, right? And immediately, because of the smell, you think of a memory, like, and it comes to you fast. Well, smell for instance is one of the fastest ways to memory but th- that's a neural pathway that's a that's an example of a connection that you have made that is so quick so embedded so deep so ingrained that it's just a piece of cake and so what's what's both good and bad here is it's this is why habits are easy to create right The thing is, is bad habits are just as easy to create. Like at that point, habits are neither good or bad. This repetitive action, once you're creating this neural pathway, is very easy. Okay, so it's easy to get in a bad habit, just as it it can be easy to get in a good habit. The difference is, is then it's hard to break one. Because what you are starting to do is you've got this bad habit, and you need to replace it. Well, for a while, the bad habit has this like nice, deep, wide neural pathway. And the new habit doesn't, right? It's like walking through a forest with no path or maybe like kind of a little deer trail, right? And you're like hacking away at, like spider webs and branches and all that kind of stuff. But after a while, your pathway will get clearer, more wide, more deep, right? You see what I'm saying? So... The same thing also works with our dogs, right? We've got dogs who are very habitual. Um, You know, the doorbell rings, you pick up your keys, you... um, I know for me, if I put a hat on on the weekends first thing in the morning, my dogs just assume we're going to a trial, right? If I have a baseball hat on. So those are all examples of things that they're keying off of and habits that they're creating. And we can, in them also, um, we can start picking up the keys, for instance, and not going anywhere. And we will either replace or erase that other habit so we're doing it all the time the reason I'm throwing out all of these different examples is I want to give you proof and evidence that you are creating these neural pathways all over the place and all kinds of different scenarios in these small and big ways so it's possible and you're doing it all the time and you probably are creating new habits all the time you're just not really that conscious of it so we want to also you know Also in parallel in this conversation, keep your dog in mind too. Because if you are trying to train a new behavior, if you're trying to get them, even whether it's in the house or whether it's, you know, for a trial, you're trying to get a new behavior started, think about you're trying to help them create new neural pathways as well. And especially if you are trying to get them to break a habit too. So um, think about that as you are going through as we go through the rest of this podcast that a lot of this can apply to our dogs as well okay so when we're starting we have to put a fair amount of energy into the front end to ensure that we make that 90 day mark and go beyond right and like I said this is where discipline is going to trump motivation because you might not be motivated right you're not always going to be motivated to do the thing you want to do even right like I like to work out and even some days I'm like oh I just can't right so and it's a good thing I feel good afterwards you know um, but you know sometimes it's just hard so we're going to need some discipline when motivation isn't there and also we have to remember that sometimes forming new habits is uncomfortable and we don't like being bad at new stuff right because it's gonna feel awkward or it's gonna feel different or it's gonna be, oh, I'm getting up earlier to go work out now. I'm you know, I'm now I'm I'm gonna be tired, or, you know, while your sleep adjusts or whatever. And so there is that uncomfortableness that we have to get to the other side of in order to have created a good habit. And this is where our why comes into play and our goals and why we're doing this in the first place. Because with any new thing that you want to do or any old habit you want to break, like so say you have a bad habit. First of all, let me say this. You cannot get rid of a bad habit just by not doing it. Because again, what are you going to do? Just like sit there like, and let the bad habit pass? You need to replace it with a good habit or whenever you want to do the, the quote, the bad thing. Um... you know, reach for the cookies at night while you're watching TV or something like that, or, you know, or whatever that might be, or me lounge around in bed, I got to think of a new habit, right? So instead of reaching for the cookies, I want something sweet. Maybe I'm thirsty. Okay. I, I actually, my thing is I go grab, um, like a little thing full of frozen blueberries. Like that's my thing. And, um, so replace it, right? So you're going to need to replace it, but you need to have a why, why are you doing this? Why is it important? Why is it important that I have blueberries instead of ice cream, right? Um, What are you doing it for? And so I need whenever you come up with a a new habit that you either want to break or replace or just a form from scratch, don't just write it down, write down what your why is. And really get to the bottom of your why and why your why is that is super important because when times are tough, when you don't have the motivation, when you are relying on discipline, you are going to need that why to remind you of the importance of forming the new habit. Okay, Um And you might be trying to combat anxiety even. And so you're trying to do your breathing exercises or, you know, you're trying to get that parasympathetic nervous system, you know, up and running because you've been really stressed out. So it can be all over the place. Again, I'm throwing out uh, all the examples in this podcast, uh, in this episode rather, just so that you can sort of uh, brainstorm. Um, But you've got to figure out whether you're, what, what whether you were, the thing you want to fix is worth the effort, right? So, I mean, that's really what you're asking. And that's really why we don't embrace new habits because as soon as it gets uncomfortable or as soon as like day five or day six, it gets hard, we don't have a strong enough why to push through, right? Or we don't have, un, we, we, we're not willing to fix it. We're not willing to do the thing. And so you have to, Couple that with your why. And you have to really be honest with yourself. Is like, are you really willing to fix it? And if so, why? And, you know, figure out, is the payoff going to be worth it? And maybe focus on that payoff, right? And play around with, are you focusing on something really long term? Does it help you to look long term? Or do you need to break it down into smaller increments? Because you're like, you know what? I can't think about 90 days right now. I'm just going to do three days in a row and then I'm going to do five days and then I'm going to do seven and then I'm going to do 15 and then I'm going to do 30 and then we can start to think about you know 45 and then 60 and then start to get to 90 right so think about how best you work and what kind of milestones you need to put in place for yourself you have to design your habit forming for yourself and to just throw it out there and be like I'm going to get up earlier every morning I don't really feel like that's enough. I feel like you need some other, um, like your why and, you know, what's the payoff and what are you doing this for to really make it worth it? Because in that moment, it's too easy to just go with the existing neural pathway than to form a new one, right? The existing bad habit rather than to form the new good habit. All right. So what do we do about it? How do we form these things? What are some tips and tricks? And do I have any hacks? (laughs) Well, I may not have some hacks, but I do have some ideas for you. Um, And we'll tackle that right after this very quick but shameless plug. Hang on. Be right back. All right, I promised to make this super quick, but I've got to tell you what's going on in the Q membership. Each month, we tackle a different theme. In April, for instance, we took a look at our program from what we feed to how we train. In July and August, the members are basically beta testing an entire masterclass on performing under pressure. And the last week of every month, we have a Zoom uh, group coaching call where we talk about the theme of the month, but we also get personal in terms of, you know, if there's a challenge that one of the members is facing that they want to talk about. The link to the membership is always in the show notes and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual, please be sure to put in the code QPODCAST, all one word, at checkout to get an additional month for free just my gift for listening. And don't forget, when you sign up, you get access to all the content going all the way back to April 2021. So you can binge to your heart's content. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the show. All right, so let's build some new habits, right? All right. One of the first things is don't go it alone. If you've got a new habit that you want to build, enlist some help, an accountability partner, your instructor, a friend, Um, tell them what you're doing, Um, share with them what you're working on and give them permission to check in with you or ask you, you know, a question or ask you how it's going or, hey, on Thursday, will you just send me a text that says like, hey, did you, you know, how's the workouts going? Right. And, you know, you've got to when you give somebody permission to be accountable with you or you give an instructor or anyone in your circle uh, the permission to check in on you. You can't get mad at them or defensive when they do it. Right. So if I say to someone like, hey, like ask me on Thursday, like if I'm been getting out of bed, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, instead of like scrolling all the things. And then on Friday, they send me a text and they're like, hey, how's it, how's it going? Getting up early every morning. I can't say, "Ugh, shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. I can't get defensive about it because I asked them to hold me accountable. And so I can't let my guilt of like, quote, slipping a day or two or not doing it. I can't take that out on them. So make sure that if you get an accountability partner, you're nice to them and you remember that you've asked for this feedback. Okay. So um, related to that, like when you're building accountability, you know, you need somebody to like understand your why also. Right. But it needs to be kind of in a friendly way. Right. So think about how you want them to hold you accountable, not just that you want them to hold you accountable. Does that make sense? It's a slight difference. But, you know, I'm throwing out the text example that may not work for you right? Um, that might not be a good way to hold you accountable. Maybe you just want to be held accountable by you have to text them or something. I'm making this up. You have to you have to make it your own. But make sure that um, what it is that is something is a is a way that you guys can either, maybe you do that together. Maybe you hold each other accountable. Maybe you're holding them accountable for one thing, they're holding you accountable for something else. So just think about how you want to a, You know, the first part is share it with somebody and let somebody know that you're working on it. Maybe they can help you with it. But then two, how that accountability could work and could work in a way that's not going to make you feel guilty or defensive or passive aggressive or any of the other potential negative reactions you could have to someone holding you accountable. Okay. Third, break it down. All right, I kind of alluded to this already. Break it down into smaller chunks. You know, do your habit for one day. One day. Then do it another, then a week, right? We talked about that. Um, The other thing I'll add, though, to it is create little rewards for yourself. They don't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be like, buy a new outfit if I do this three days in a row. I mean, if you want to, and <laughs> that's your jam, go for it. Um, but, you know, put a little star in your journal, right? Like I have my um, written planner that I use for my daily basis, you know, my daily. And when I am starting a new workout, for instance, I will write down like day one, day two, day three and I write it in my journal and it just helps me hold myself accountable because it's a visual cue to do that. Um, So it's kind of like giving myself a little star or something like that. Maybe if you do something for 10 days in a row, you know, you get to either do something, go where, you know, whatever, whatever is a good reward for you. And then, you know, something that you want, and normally you would just let yourself have, make yourself wait for it for 10 days or whatever, right? So think about how you can celebrate milestones, not deprive yourself of ice cream until you get there, for instance, right? It's not about deprivation. It's about Um, success. It's about being your own cheerleader. It's about uh, rewarding milestones. So think about how you can be your own cheerleader and your own support system um, and not just deprive yourself of something because now that feels like, you know, you're just adding guilt. Like, oh, you can't have this unless you're good. Nope. It's not about that. It's about celebrating. It's about positive reinforcement, right? Again, what would you do for your dog? It's about Positive reinforcement and valu- variable rewards, right? Just apply that to yourself. Okay, fourth, use your technology. You know we're all carrying around these computers in our hands now, right? It, you can set reminders. You can put an appointment on your calendar. You can um, track your progress in a like online journal or in a note. Um, again, you can buy some. You know, it's not really technology, but you can buy yourself some star stickers. Um, you know, your planners. Use the tools, right? Um, reminders in your phone are really a great thing and really easy to set up and you can set a reminder to go off every day at whatever o'clock to remind you to do whatever the thing is okay so do that you know if you're trying to condition your dog and you think you know what after work like you know the sweet spot is between 7 and eight thirty, then maybe at seven fifteen your reminder goes off and it's like five minute cheese stick training go you know, and you'll see it, and yeah, some nights you'll be like, "Oh," but some nights you'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is great." Okay, so use your technology. um Fifth, pair your habit with an existing one. Um, sometimes people call this anchoring, uh, but basically, like, here's the idea: like, if you, you know, you know, say you're brushing your teeth in the morning. You know, pair that habit with, I don't know, um, doing, saying some mantras that you really want to work on. Maybe you're working on your anxiety or some positive, um, positive thoughts some positive mantras. Maybe like for the, you know, three minutes your electric toothbrush is running, you are just repeating, you know, a positive mantra over and over again, right? That would be pairing right? That's, a, that's an example of pairing a new habit with an existing habit, the existing habit of brushing your teeth, right? Um, you can do things where like you're feeding your dogs or like you let your dogs out in the morning. Before you feed, you do something, right? Or maybe you do five minutes of cheese stick training, for instance. So think about how you can pair a new habit with something that is already super, super ingrained, because it'll make it that much easier to stick to. It's kind of like a built-in reminder, and especially if they are similar habits, like for instance, I w- with my workout habit, I think I mentioned before, I am now meditating right after. I've tried to do it at other points in the day, it just does, isn't as sticky, but I find that when I do my workout and then I sit down after I'm taking off my shoes, I literally take off my shoes, sit down, turn on my app, and I do a guided meditation. And all because it's all happening right there, I don't have any excuses that it's, oh, it's going to take too long. It's not a separate activity. It's 10 minutes just do it, right? So I'm anchoring that to an already existing behavior. Now, the downside I will tell you is that on the days I don't work out, I then don't meditate, okay? So think about that depending on what you're pairing. Um, Just think about what will happen, right? Because I work out, I have a workout program that it's it's work out five days a week, so I might be like three days on, one day of rest, two days on, one day of rest, that sort of thing. But I'm only meditating when I'm working out because those two habits are now tied together. So just think it through. So the other thing is, is what happens when you miss a day then? Well, nothing, (laughs) right? I mean, it sounds really obvious, but like nothing happens. Okay. There is no like habit police. Okay. Um, nothing happens. Just don't, spend that energy beating yourself up or you know getting into negative self-talk or telling yourself that you're dumb or stupid or lazy or whatever like no none of it that's not helpful so don't be so hard on yourself just pick it back up just do it the next day all right no drama and remember in the beginning you are literally like pictured in your picture in your brain what is going on in your brain like picture you are trying to walk a new path in creating a new neural pathway so just pick it up the next day. It doesn't need to be drama, but you get to be have the recognition of like, yeah, it's hard. I'm creating a new habit and it's going to be hard and I'm going to stumble and there's going to be days where I'm not perfect, right? Just remember to tell yourself that every day you are improving. And if that's the mantra you tell yourself, like, I'm improving. Every day I'm improving. I'm making progress in my habit. You know, maybe I've done it nine out of 10 days. Well, that's a heck of a lot better than I had done before. All right. Remember your determination, your commitment, your discipline will come from how strong your why is. So whenever you skip, miss, can't for whatever reason, don't go back to necessarily like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't work out. Go, remember, I want to work out because... Like this goal is important to me. This habit is important to me because this conditioning my dog habit is important to me because go back to your why. And if your why is strong enough, it will drive your behavior forward. All right. So the other thing to know what's going on in your brain. So in addition to these neural pathways, which are these sort of worn paths that we've talked about, you're actually building a protein called myelin, M-Y-E-L-I-N. And um, myelin exists as a protein along your nerve fibers. Like it's actually like visible, right? You can build it up. It can be seen. So when we build those pathways, there are these nerves, these fibers that are being built. So you're actually building protein in your brain when you're building these habits. So you're potentially those this trip in the background of my very uh, technical podcast studio. Um, so you're also potentially replacing habits that are also fill of those filled with those same myelin proteins. okay? So remember, again, you're replacing bad, unwanted habits that are just as ingrained as the one you are trying to build and ingrain in your head right so again another reason you need to be you know a little easy on yourself not so dramatic with the self-talk because you're replacing something that's pretty ingrained you've got a lot of proteins built up um, in this old behavior so again be a little easy okay Myelin proteins are actually very strong. Okay. And that's the good news, right? That's the good news when we have a habit that we love. But it's also the not so good news when we are trying to overcome a habit that we no longer want. Those habits are strong. And it's not just we wonder, like, why is this so hard to break? It's they're physically strong. This is a physic myelin protein in your brain are physically strong. So you are overcoming actual physical strength this habit is coming from that sort of place so again just like I've made the point you get where I'm coming from (laughs) enough said but there's a whole bunch of reasons why replacing habits with new habits is hard and you need to you know go easy on yourself or be appropriate with yourself I guess I should say when you are trying to work at this okay whether it's cards, reminders, mantras, we need to support um, ourselves with these things. Maybe it's accountability, maybe it's other people, but we need support until our own new habit becomes as reflexive as brushing our teeth, right? And that's what we're working toward. We're working toward getting past that 90 day, even 120, even 180 days of doing something so that it's so easy we don't even think about it, all right? And that's why we practice. That's why we should practice when there's nothing else going on, when we're not trialing in those spaces in between. These are the times to build up new habits and new ways of doing things so that when we are challenged um, or we have new things to think about, our habits are so worn and so ingrained that we almost don't have to think about them, right? So again, we're freeing up our brain cells our brain power to focus on these new novel things or the the many variables that go into place when we compete and we're able to free up our brain because this other aspect of our life is just like kind of taken care of and as an autopilot so those great habits allow us to put some things on autopilot and we just get to know that those things are taken care of does that make sense okay all right calm, whether you want to be calm, whether you want to be confident, whether you want to be graceful, whether you want to be fearless, it all like requires practice and habit and support. So my challenge to you then this week is what's the habit? What's the habit you either want to break, which I would say, what's the habit? I would reframe that and say, what's the habit you want to replace? And what do you want to replace it with? Or what's a new habit you want to create? So start with just one right? You can probably, you're like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Well, maybe I'm, I'm projecting because that's me. I always like think of like seven different new habits I have to have. Um, but just start with one. Pick one new habit you want to create or one new habit that replaces an old habit and think it through. I want to know, I want you to think about what is your why? Why do you want this new habit? Why is it important? What is the result? What do you get out of it? Like, what's the payoff? Like, literally ask yourself, like, what is the payoff of this new habit? And why is it important to you? Okay? Once you've got that down, then ask yourself, what are the tactics? Are you going to, like, tell an instructor or tell somebody? Are you just going to make it public? Are you somebody that if you say it out loud, then you've kind of got to do it? You know, sort of thing. Or do you need an accountability partner? Are you going to pair it with something else? Um, Are you going to set reminders on your phone? Like, what are the tactics that you're going to do? to support yourself through this. What are you going to are you going to celebrate? At what point in your milestones are you going to celebrate? See, there's more to creating new habits than people give them credit for. I feel like no one ever asks all these follow-up questions when they're like, "Oh, you're going to start working out. That's great." And then they just like leave it. Well, No, it should be like, okay, well, when are you going to do it? What time are you going to do it? Why do you want to work out? Are you going to go get yourself new shoes so that you feel motivated, right? I always need a new outfit to motivate myself. Um, You know, what what are the things that you're going to do to support this new habit? It doesn't just happen by like magic and wishful thinking, okay? Like we know this, right? I know this is about my conditioning, my desire to do better conditioning, right? And have a better habit around that. But what am I going to do? And the thing is, is like... You know what? If I'm being really hard on myself, then I'm saying like, you obviously, it obviously can't be that important to you because you're not doing it. You haven't created all of these things, the, the why, the tactics, the, um, you know, the, the replacement, the anchoring habit, like you haven't done that, right? So do it. So do the work. So that's my challenge to you this week. Really long way to say it, but I want you to think about all the aspects that go into creating a new habit, okay? All right. That is, I would love to hear, by the way, like if you hit me up on social, find me, you know, DM me somewhere, you can find me, you know where to find me. Links are always in the show notes, but, um, Let me know what you figure out. Like, let me know what your habit is and and what's working for you and what tactic is helping. And if you have some other tactic that I didn't mention, um, share. Please tell me. I want to know. And I'm going to work on uh, my habit and replace my habit of lounging in the bed and looking at all the things on the interwebs and replace that with getting my arse in motion. And I would like to know what you're going to do. Okay. All right that's it for this episode. As always, have a fantastic week with your dogs and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.